Good morning or evening or afternoon or night, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Grace to Grow podcast. I am Hannah and um, this is the Grace to Grow podcast, as I already said. <laughs> um, today I am, how do you say, como se dice, tired. <laughs> I am tired, but it's a good day. I woke up about um, an hour ago. Well, here's the thing. I woke up, <clears throat> originally planned to wake up at 8.30. The alarm rang for 8.30, and in response, I woke up. I looked at the time, realized it was 8.30, took a kind of inward reflection on how was I feeling. I said, no, I'm not feeling it. So I went back to sleep. Did not set another alarm. Nope. Yes, I did. I set an alarm for 9.30. Went back to sleep. 9.30 came around the corner, snuck up on me real quick. Uh, when 9.30 came, the alarm rang. Once again, in response to the alarm, I woke up. I looked at the time. I said, mm, oh, that's not it. That's not it. So then I proceeded to not set another, excuse me, not set another alarm but just simply go to sleep. And that's what I did. And I went back to sleep and I just slept till I felt like I wanted to get up today. So then I ended up waking up around like 1040, 1050-ish. Um, so I've been up for about an hour at this point. I've already brushed my teeth. I've already kind of got my like little morning things done. I uh, prayed and read my Bible. And now I am in this transition period where I'm like, do I need to kick up my pace and start actually working on stuff since it is nearly 12 o'clock? Or do I need to just take today as a kind of restful day? And I think that I am choosing the latter, primarily because yesterday I attended an event that ended up lasting a really, really long time. Like I was there until like 10 something. And then I didn't get home until like 11 something because now I live farther away. So it takes me a, a solid 30 minutes to get home. And so because it takes me longer to get home and we didn't get out till late, then I was just like, okay, then I had to take a shower and I had to clean up real quick. And I finally went to sleep at like 12 something. So I feel like it was warranted that today was going to be kind of a lackadaisical day. However, I don't want to start getting energy later in the day because then that's going to cause me to not be able to do what I need to do tomorrow because then I'm going to want to sleep in tomorrow and it's just going to start a cycle. So I was like, how can I simplify what I'm doing today? Do something at least to feel accomplished and then take the rest of the day following that routine of, of rest that I wanted to do. So I was going to go to the basketball courts today, but I said, no, I, first of all, it looks like it's going to rain. Second of all, I don't necessarily have the energy to go out today. Like, I don't know if I have the energy to, I don't even know if I want to go grocery shopping today because I just do not have energy right now. Um, and also it might be because of me working out for the first time. <laughs> working out for the first time in a while, guys, I stepped on stage. And I indeed worked out yesterday. Yes, I did. And uh, my body is feeling it. So um, I think that that is all contributing factors to why I think I'm going to stay home today. 
And I mean, really, I don't have anything to do, really. Like, I could go grocery shopping because I do need groceries eventually, but it does not need to be done today. So I don't necessarily have to do it today. Um, and what's nice is that I have Monday off, so I'll be able to do some things on Monday. Now, I don't want to put everything on Monday because I already have put a lot of homework assignments on Monday. So Monday's already filled. Um, but I thought doing basketball on Monday would be a good idea. So I just decided to swoop that over there. And I said, cool beans. And so, um, yeah. And then uh, I'm at a loss of words. Um, but yeah, so I just decided, let me do one of my favorite things to do to kind of get me awake, to get me excited, to get me feeling like accomplished. Like once I feel like I do, I've done one thing, then it's easier for me to do other things. Like it's so hard for me to muster up the motivation to get done what I need to get done because sometimes it can be such heavy tasks, but I feel like when I get up and I do one thing, then it just keeps like accumulating and I just keep wanting to do one more thing, one more thing, one more thing. And the next thing you know, I end up doing everything that I need to do. So on today's agenda is to record these two podcasts that I've been wanting to record. One, I just started wanting to record it this morning. So it was something that kind of sparked in my mind this morning. And I said, I want to record that. And so that's what this one's going to be. And then the second one is going to be a podcast that I've been meaning to record for about a week now, but I just haven't gotten around to it or I've forgotten about it. So that's going to be the second one that I'm going to record. Afterward, I am going to work on a couple of homework assignments. I'm going to work on one thing by uploading what I need to upload to my website. And then I'm going to work on another thing where I am just going to kind of do a an outline of what I actually want to do. I'm not going to fully do that yet, but I'm just going to do an outline of what I of what I want to do. Um, and then after that, I am going to watch Princess and the Frog because I've been wanting to watch Princess and the Frog all week. And so I was like, now is the time. And then I'm also going to uh, repaint my nails so that they can look good for the week. Um, and that's pretty much all that's on my agenda today. I'm saying this out loud, not that you care, but because this is helping me. Like, I need to know what am I doing next. So as a matter of fact, I'm going to repeat myself. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to repeat myself and I am going to um, write this down so I can remember. So my first thing that I'm going to do is upload to website do you guys want to see my website too bad you can't sorry <laughs> i'm just joking um if you know me personally you can reach out and ask hey what's your website about and then i'll send it to you but otherwise um i'm okay it's just a website for school but it's actually kind of cool so i mean needless to say needless to say um <clears throat> So upload to website. My second thing was to do an outline for my paper. And then the third thing is to do, I'm already forgetting what I said I wanted to do. I said I wanted to, oh, no, that wasn't the first thing. The first thing was to record podcast one. And then the second thing is to record podcast two and then upload to website outline for artifact then it's princess and the frog and then my nails cool okay well 
those are the things that I pray that I get done today. Lord, please help me get those done today. God, in the name of Jesus, amen. Um, and we're just going to go ahead and get started. So this, I was reading back. No, let me restart. Um, I was writing in my journal. So I have multiple journals. Um, and so the journal that I was writing in this morning was my like counseling notes journal. So I have a journal for like prayer requests, random kind of just like notes from scriptures that I read. And that's the one that I normally keep with my Bible. Like I normally keep this, like it has uh, scriptures that I love and I just write down a whole list of scriptures that I want to reference and keep looking at. I also write down like my prayer requests in here and just other thoughts that relate to the word of God, to the Bible. I have a second journal that is for a similar purpose it can be but also I predominantly use that journal for like goal setting and like kind of more so reflective journaling so like if I have a moment where I'm like I really need to like write this down I'll typically pull out that journal and like write about that moment in there um, but a lot of times it's interchangeable so I can use the journal that I typically use with my bible I can use that journal for like diary entry type of things and I also use the other journal for like journal entry type of things as well um, and then my third journal which is the one that I'm referencing today is the one that I actually just got not just I didn't buy it but I just started using this journal for my counseling sessions. So I attend counseling. My school is so wonderful and it actually provides free counseling sessions, which I have a lot to say on this topic because it's amazing. Number one, counseling has a heavy stigmatism that you have to have something extremely wrong with you in order to go to counseling. And that was something that I really struggled with last semester when I first started thinking about going to counseling because I was like, well, I don't have, I'm not suicidal. I'm not depressed. Like I don't have anxiety. So why should I go to counseling? And I feel like the Lord just kept convicting me on my heart to try counseling, try like just try it out. He didn't, he wasn't like, go do it right now. But he, like, it was one of my bucket list items of, I want to try counseling because I felt like the Lord had laid that on my heart. And so I started trying counseling and I kid you not, that first day when I went in that counseling room and I started talking to my counselor, it was like, like mind blowing the way that I just felt like I could be more mindful in my own thoughts, but also be more present for other people. Like that day I had so much going on. I went to that counseling room and as I shared with my counselor, just kind of everything I was feeling, it was so impactful to me. Like one of the main things that was happening was as I was sharing, I was honestly crying. Like at the beginning I wasn't, but then as I started kind of sharing more and more and more and more, I started crying because it was just a lot going on. That was the time that I was living with my roommates. That was the time that I was going through the whole like thing of like feeling super emotional when I thought about Alto, even though I didn't like him. I still felt like super emotional for like no, I thought for no reason until we're sitting in counseling and we discover, or she rather lets me know that this is all developmental that like my like me feeling super emotional about alto and like every time i hear his name i'm crying every time i think about him i'm crying like why am i crying so much that's what i was saying to myself why are you crying so much get over him like you don't even like him 
And she was like, no, that's developmental because he was a part of your childhood development. And so it's almost like losing a friend because you have lost someone who has been near and dear to your heart. And when she said that, I said, oh. I said, ma'am, ma'am. And ever since then, I have felt so much clarity on that situation that I haven't even tried to convince myself otherwise. Like I haven't tried to convince myself that I'm crazy or I haven't tried to convince myself that like I like him. Like I don't. I just felt very emotional because he was a part of my childhood. I knew him for the past like nine years and his family has been really, he was honestly one of the only people that our family frequently had over to our house. Like we don't really have a lot of people come over to our house, but him and his family frequently come over to our house. Like they come over when they're not frequently, but like frequently enough. We don't have a lot of people coming over, but they come at least like once or twice a year, which is a lot for my family because we don't have a lot of people over all the time. And so that type of like intimacy, that type of closeness with him and his family was something that I grew up with for the past nine years. And so naturally when there's like, like a little bit of tension there or when there's a little bit of friction there, it is going to be like a grieving period because you've lost someone in a sense that was a part of you for so long. And so I was just like, oh my gosh, like it was just amazing. And that helped me be more mindful and not so hard on myself, not so judgmental on myself. And honestly, I feel like I'm about to cry again because that moment was just so helpful for me. Like it was helpful. And I feel like it, it, it allowed me to go with more clarity to God and be like, God, I'm not going to understand everything about myself, but it's helpful to at least know a couple of things, a couple of patterns. It's at least helpful to know that this was developmental. Like that, I feel like I can bring before the throne of God and say, hey, God, can you help me with this? Because this, it, it's giving me the, the tools. It's giving me the language to understand how I can go to God and pray about this. And that's what I feel like good counseling does. Good counseling doesn't sell you false doctrine. It doesn't sell you a product. But good counseling is giving you the language, giving you the tools and the skills to go to God and be like, hey, God, here I am. Here's the language that I can use to communicate with you how I'm feeling about this. That is what good counseling is. It's giving you the skills and the language. And um, I just felt like that was so powerful. And I really, really loved that. And so that was something that was really moving for me. And so I decided to continue um, with counseling this semester. So with that being done so close to the end of the semester, I didn't have the chance to like have multiple sessions. And so I just decided to start picking up sessions again this semester. My primary reason for picking up sessions this semester was that number one, I have something that I've been struggling with for a while that I really want to like overcome. But secondly, I wanted to not be that teacher that's always putting my problems on other people. Like I know so many teachers who are so stressed out. I know so many teachers who are so just overwhelmed and they're constantly putting their problems on other people. Um, and I don't really want to do that. I don't want to be emotionally dumping on people. I want to be able to be somebody who's mindful and I want to be able to be somebody who's present. And so if I'm present, that means that I'm not always thinking about my own problems and all that stuff like that. But I'm also in this conversation, in this moment. What is what do you need? You know what I mean? And so I didn't want to be one of those teachers that <clears throat> really struggled with that. And so that's why I wanted to keep up counseling because I was like, I feel like that is a space and an outlet where I can <clears throat> release a lot. And yes, prayer is helpful. I do pray all the time, but also having a space in which the place where you are 
kind of releasing as an outlet is also somebody who's trained to understand brain behaviors and human patterns like people who are trained for that can help you stop being so hard on yourself at least that's what I've learned in my experience um and so I just I don't know I really appreciated counseling and so I kept it up this semester and um as I've been doing my sessions with my counselor um I've been writing notes so one thing that we came to in our first counseling session this semester was that she wanted me to start journaling about like when, where, how, and why do I like do certain do certain actions at certain times? Like what are the triggers for me to engage in those type of actions? And so I started journaling and I'll just write like what I did or like what I was doing before I kind of fell into the indulgence or something. And I'll try trying to figure out like the the triggers. And one thing that we discovered was that a lot of the reason why I continue to keep sinning in this one area is because it's the only thing I have in my tool belt. Like I have not been intentional because I didn't know, I wasn't aware, I wasn't mindful of this, but I did not know that there was other things I could put in my tool belt in order to help me de-stress without using these two sin struggles. And so now I'm like, I even drew a little diagram and I had a toolbox and I said, that my two like things that I struggle with my two sin struggles uh, are in my toolbox and that's all I have in my toolbox like I haven't put any other things in my toolbox now I'm starting to work toward putting other things in my toolbox like for example one tool that I'm putting in my toolbox is whenever I'm feeling very low like finding scriptures that relate to that and just writing all the scriptures that I see that relate to that on one page and I just keep referencing that keep going back to those scriptures keep going back to those scriptures that has been something that has been a tool that I've been trying to put in my tool belt and and actually keep it in my tool belt like not put it in there and then take it out and use it and then leave it somewhere else like I'm trying to keep it in my tool belt you know what I'm saying um and so I don't think I would have ever discovered that in unless we had that um session and then also we talked about other strategies that I could use, like doing some of these like uh, mindfulness or breathing techniques, you know, with the videos that they have and stuff like that. But one thing that she said, she said, practice before the performance. And I said, girl, you're right. I should practice before the performance. And that's definitely something I need to do better at. But I'm finding myself in just like a, a freer state right now, not freer, more so lighter state right now, because I am beginning to take apart these bondages and one thing that's interesting is that I feel like church without counseling is just difficult let me explain in church we're always talking about you know forget your sins leave your sins at the cross etc etc yes that's true but some sins we can understand why we do them because of counseling like, I didn't understand. I always was questioning, why do I do this? And why do I keep going back to this? Like, that's why, why? And to understand that, oh, it's because this is the only tool I've taught myself to use. Then it was like, oh, okay. So I'm not just like, I mean, I am evil. I am wicked. You know what I mean? We all are as humans. We're all sinful. But to understand like, oh, that's why I keep relying on this because I haven't put anything else in my tool belt because I'm not depending on God. Oh, it like was a clarity for me to understand, oh, this is why 
this is the area that I'm not depending on God in. Like, obviously I knew that before, but it just provided more clarity. Anywho, needless to say, I wanted to, (laughs) my main purpose behind recording this podcast was this morning as I was reading, or first I was writing in my journal and I was just writing about, um, what was I writing about today? Oh, okay. So I'll read what I wrote about today and then I'll read what I went back through and read. So I was writing at first and then I went back and I read some of my previous like writings and there was one writing that really stood out and I was like, dang, she's a writer. (laughs) She's a writer because I was like, this is good. This is good. Okay. Anywho. Um, so today I said a present discovery is that when I feel inadequate or not enough, When I feel insufficient, I treat God as if he's the same, as if he's not enough or like he's insufficient. I run to an idol that cannot fulfill me and I expect it to do the impossible, fabricating lies in my head to to convince me to believe that it is actually doing so, that it's actually comparable to God. I would never outrightly or verbally say that God comes second, maybe even last in my life. And yet my actions and thoughts cry out with such reverb that the former statement rings true. Why? Because I'm human and I'm sinful. Because I'm Hannah and I make sinful choices. And yet one thing I can boast in, this one and only thing, is that God is doing work in me that exceeds my understanding and affirms me in ways that make me know I am a child of God. Who else could do this? No one. Absolutely no one. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. And then, so that was today's. And then this one was, I wrote a reflection. So I wrote notes for my counseling session. And then I wrote a reflection um, on that same day. So this was on the 8th of February, February 8th. I said, and this was after my counseling session. Oh, so I should probably explain my counseling session so that way the reflection makes sense. So in this counseling session, we were talking and discussing the reasons kind of why I'm triggered by these things and stuff like that. One question that she asked me, she said, well, when you abstain from indulging in your your I'm just gonna say sinfulness she didn't say sinfulness but I'm not gonna like say what I did but um she was like when you abstain from indulging in that like do you um say that you're proud of yourself like how do you celebrate yourself um and she was like she was asking me that and I honestly had no answer I was like I don't I I don't celebrate myself when I when I do good like I only really think about like when I do bad and she was like, okay. And I had told her about how with my students, this is a practice that I've really gotten in the habit of using is I often tell my students, pat your own self on the back because they are very much seeking validation in me. And I feel like what I'm so grateful for is to be able to be teaching because it shows me a lot about myself because like me and these kids are the exact same. We're both human. And while we have an age difference, our tendencies and our patterns are all the same. And I feel like it's revealed so much about myself by just watching them and observing them. And one thing I observed from them is that they are very much validation seeking, especially my higher achieving students. Almost all of my higher achieving students, whenever we would do our rotations in math, would expect me to give them a star. They would be like, Ms. Renator, Ms. Renator, check my work. And then they would want me to give them a star. And I did at first because that's what I saw Ms. Jenkins doing. But then I was like, I don't like that because I constantly found that for me I was always seeking validation from people and then it's really something I've had to learn to get out of and I'm still learning to get out of seeking validation from people and so I was like I don't want to do that like like schools really do 
cause you to seek validation from those around you naturally because that's the type of environment that it is um and there's nothing wrong with me checking their work i do actually want to check their work because i want to see are you doing it correctly however i want them to be confident in their own answers and to know that i use this and this and this in order to get my answer like you need to be able to explain it to me and so every time they turn their work to me i would be like okay what do you want me to do with this <laughs> no at first i was like okay well check your own work tell me what strategies did you use and then if they could confidently say because i i already knew whether the answer was correct or not but if they could confidently tell me hey this is how i got this answer I'll be like, okay, cool. If you think that you're right, check your work one more time and give yourself a star. And then I would go to each person and say the same thing. And I've slowly gotten them out of the habit of looking to me for validation. It's so much so to the point now that they already give themselves a star before I even check their work. And now I'm like, wait, 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 slow down. I still need to look at it. Like, I'm not going to check it. I'm not going to give you a star for you, but like, I still need to look at it. Like, I still need to know, are you getting it or not? Um, <laughs> so now I'm like, hey, slow down, slow down, slow down. Um, but no, it's been so like vital to me to make sure that they can check their own work because I always tell them, I'm not going to be there on the test. Like, I'm not going to be there sitting by you saying, yeah, you're right. I'm not going to be able to do that. And that's the that's the thing that I keep telling them. But also, it's the fact that people aren't always going to validate you. And I want them to know that because that's something I had to learn the hard way. People aren't always going to validate me. No one's sitting here saying, good job, Hannah. You cooked dinner last night for yourself. Good job. You You fed yourself. Good job, Hannah, for paying your rent on time. Like, people don't do that because they don't see everything that you do. Especially as you become an adult, you're going to do a lot of things that are really hard and no one's going to see it. And so I've had to learn, hey, I got to come, I got to celebrate myself. I got to be like, good job, Hannah, you did that. You know what I mean? Because there, there's not anyone there for that other than God, of course. But like, you have to learn how to celebrate yourself. And I feel like that's what I've really been trying to instill in my students is celebrate yourself. Do not look to me to say, yeah, 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 yeah. You're good. You're, you're amazing. You're wonderful. I still will affirm you, but I'm not going to validate you. There's two different things affirmations means like i let's see if I should actually look up the definition because i don't know girl i couldn't tell you i couldn't tell you all i know is they are two different things so let's look up affirm i say all i know is like as if i actually know i don't know affirmation definition affirmation means emotional support or encouragement i have no problem emotionally supporting you and encouraging you not at all but let's look at the validation, the word validation. It is the action of checking or proving validity or accuracy of something. You are already valid. I'm not going to, you can't look to me and say, am I valid? I feel like that's what a lot of times this is. It's like, am I, and what I'm doing is what I'm doing valid. Am I valid? Like, that's why we look to other people for validation so that they can be like, yes, you're valid. Or no, what you're doing is invalid. Not at all. And um, the validation is also the action of making or declaring something legally or officially acceptable. Recognition or affirmation that their person or their feelings are valid or worthwhile. The, the, the last definition I have no problem with. Um, however, it must be done cautiously i just don't want my students to get in the habit of seeking validation from me period that's the end of the statement 
So I always tell them to give themselves a star. I told my counselor about this, about how I always tell them to give themselves a star um, if they think that they've got it correct. And then we kind of check our answers and stuff like that. Um, So I told her all about that. And she was like, oh, that's really interesting. And she was like, so how do you give yourself a star? When she said that, y'all. Okay, so that's that's basically what this reflection is on. So I'm going to read what I wrote down in my reflection. I noticed that when she was asking me questions about if I had celebrated the fact that on Tuesday I did not indulge and then asked me why I hadn't celebrated that, I couldn't explain. My throat caught a well of emotions and I quickly felt uncomfortable and quite nervous when, at the end of our session, she instructed me to tell myself how proud I was when I did not indulge. I felt tears threatening to fall at the corners of my eyes. Every now, oh, even now, I'm finding it hard to keep composure and honestly, part of me wants to neglect to in effort to discover the why. Why do I find it hard to tell myself that I am proud? Why was I about to cry when she, when she told me to give myself a star? Maybe I have a low self-esteem. I even shared today that all my life I have been a high achieving student and I've always desired to be recognized and rewarded, to see the results of my efforts validated by those around me. That's why when I graduated high school at 17, I wasn't that moved by it. I just understood the assignment and did it. But never did I stop to actually celebrate myself and the work that I did to get where I am now. When I shared about coach and how other people often motivate me to be disciplined because of their validation, it made me wonder if that's why I'm continuing in my studies so fervently and yet ceased working out and trying to overcome my sin struggles. There's no one to perform for in those areas. So why even do it is the thought. Being in a classroom so vividly paints a picture of my memories as a child, being that, oh, being that each of my students reminds me of myself in some way. And I see how this reward and validation motivated behavior is actually the foundation in which many teachers manage the classroom. But many times we aren't taught to take pride and encouragement in ourselves, but rather from others. It's almost as if doing it for myself isn't enough. However, I do see myself growing, such as wanting to buy flowers for myself or rewarding myself with baths. When I choose not to indulge, but rather do what I know is right, Lord, may I go to that mirror, walk up in that bathroom and say, Hannah Maria Fernander, I am proud of you. It may feel silly, but it is necessary. I must give myself a gold star because I cannot depend on the validation and affirmation of others. Now, I'm going to interject real quick. This is what I wrote, but this is what I'm saying now. Not that affirmation is not important, it is, but I can't depend on that. Hence the word depend on the validation and affirmations of others. Thank you, Lord, for clarifying this through counseling today and through showing me just how divine you truly are. More and more, I am seeing how, number one, I am truly called to be a teacher because everything makes so much more sense as I relate it back to my experiences at school. Two, I am truly supposed to be in this classroom because I am able to see how these specific students are actually helping me understand more about myself and grow as a teacher, a Christian, a student, a woman, a human. I recognize that though there is a 10 year difference, I am not unlike the students I teach. We are very much the same in many ways. Counseling or number three, counseling when done in Christ can illuminate so many dark places simply through being a mirror through which Christ's light reflects or a vessel through which his love and light overflows. Counseling is a gift of God. 
I might not, I may not, uh, I may not be able to ever fully understand my wicked heart, but at least I can reflect on my behaviors and thoughts and find patterns to which I can address in Christ. Thank you, Lord. And number four, thank you, Lord, that USF so blessedly provides counseling services for all USF students. Had you not led me to this place, this decision, and this epiphany, I would have never experienced what I'm experiencing now. And might I add a note of gratitude for my counselor, who, though cannot be compared to you, has been a wonderful usher into your presence. I feel I am becoming higher in, ooh, I feel I am becoming lighter and more delighted as I walk in step with you each day. Lord, may I be reminded and strengthened in the area of mindfulness exercises. May you arise opportunities for me to practice mindfulness and distress management before the performance arises. Lord, may I also take captive every thought that tries to spiral me toward depression, defeat, or despair. And Lord, may I still be convicted with urgency to continue bringing this into the light, that I might be found a pleasing aroma before you. Thank you, God, for calling me your beloved. Amen. And that was it. Okay, so I just did this whole entire podcast just to read that, but it had to have the context behind it so you can understand. Um, So, to... All my people out there listening, I would highly encourage counseling. Definitely be wary of the counselors that you choose. If you are with someone, first of all, I would encourage you to pray first because counseling might not be for everybody in every season. This just happened to be a season that is conducive to me uh, being able to benefit from counseling. I would also encourage you to pray about counseling. If your spirit is not led to be counseled at this current time or be counseled by those specific people or specific organizations, that's totally fine. Go where the spirit leads you. And I feel as if the spirit led me toward this counselor because this counselor has definitely been somebody who has remained neutral in everything but allowed me to feel heard and understood. And so that is something that I feel like has ushered me deeper into the presence of God. And if they don't usher you deeper into the presence of God, if they cause you to be more dependent upon yourself or more dependent upon other things that are not God, that is when that's a problem. If they're trying to lead you toward a product or toward another solution, that is not God. Now, not saying that she always leads me to God. I feel as if almost it's me leading myself to God, but she's not prohibiting that. She's not barricading that. She's not in her counseling is not causing me to divert my eyes from God. And if they are causing your eyes to divert from God, might not be the counselor for you. However, I would encourage everyone to get counseling. I really do think that it's beneficial. And I think that it's beneficial because first of all, we live in a fallen world. We live in a world where everything that happens to us is, is, is traumatic in a sense because sin is traumatic. Sin is a traumatic experience. When you really think about it, when sin entered the world, that's when trauma entered the world. That's when people are becoming uh, traumatized by their experiences or things that happen. And it doesn't have to be super, super extreme to be traumatized by it. It's just simply something that... Uh, distresses your spirit. I feel as if that's what trauma is in the lightest degree. Trauma can also be much deeper. There's different shades of of meaning on the spectrum. However, I feel as if all of us have experienced something in our lives that has caused our spirits to be distressed. And we need to approach that with God and counselors, our, guide, our, our guidance that we can use to approach that with God. They usher us into his presence. And so, I would encourage everyone to get counseling, especially if you are in college. College is the 
most amazing place to get counseling. Number one, because you're going through so many changes and it's really helpful to have someone to talk to about those changes. Even though family is always there for you, it's important to recognize that the counselor's position is to actually be there for you. Like not, not in the sense of like your family's not there for you, but like your family, it's a give and a take relationship or your friends, it's a give and a take relationship. You must reciprocate. So I can't just go dump all my problems on my best friend. I can't go dump all my problems on Jasmine. I can't go dump all my problems on Kamari or on my family. <clears throat> that is not how relationships work. Relationships are very much a give and a take, but sometimes you need someone who can just sit there and listen and provide expertise advice in this area because they've studied this and they and they've know what connections connect with what. This is their area of expertise. And I feel like that's the importance of counseling is to be able to have a space where you can let everything go and that person is able to understand like certain patterns that they're hearing within you speaking so i would encourage everyone to go to counseling if you're in college i would highly encourage it not just because that is a pivotal stage in life but also because a lot of colleges offer counseling for free so if your college offers counseling for free i would highly suggest you take advantage of that try it out i mean you don't have to commit to doing it every day as a matter of fact my college it isn't even a commitment where it's like if you want to schedule a counseling appointment, you can schedule just one and never go back. So like that is fine. But just try it out and see what happens. I don't think I would have continued had I not felt the immediate benefit of going to counseling. Like I, I feel like that was very much a God thing that it was so it happened so immediately for me. But also I want to recognize that everyone's counseling experiences are different. My counseling experience, I felt the immediate benefit of it because I was very much open. And I'm very much an open book, like not open, open all the way, but like I open up pretty easily when I feel comfortable in a place. And so as I started feeling more comfortable with my counselor throughout that counseling session, I genuinely was just opening up, just talking. And I talk all day. And so for people who might be like a little bit more hesitant to open up or who find it like challenging to like easily like open up and trust people with kind of certain things. Um, I feel as if that's almost, um, I feel as if that's almost like, um, a little bit more difficult or a little bit more of a barrier, but that doesn't mean don't try counseling. That just means you have to figure out what works for you as you're in the counseling sessions and your counseling sessions are not going to look like my counseling sessions look like. And so, yeah, I, but I really would, because honestly it's in college, it's free. And so that is a free experience that you get to have. And that is something that is, well, it's not really free because you're paying for it with your tuition, but technically it's free. And so you can go and, and experience counseling and, and have that just be something that helps you add more tools to your tool belt or helps you develop language so that you can better talk and communicate with your creator. Um, yeah. And to future Hannah, you know, I want you to still do counseling. It might be a little bit difficult finding a counselor as you are trying to find someone who is Christian and who is uh, going to be actually leading you closer toward God and ushering you into his presence. Um, but I would still encourage you to find a counselor. It probably won't be free, but also you will have the finances to do so if it is in a season that God wants you to do it. And so if it is a season in which God wants you to continue counseling, then you'll be able to have the finances to do so. 
And one thing about counseling is that counseling is, is not necessarily forever. Like you don't have to, it could be just seasonal where it's like certain seasons of your life, you might need counseling more than other seasons. And then in other seasons of your life, you're like, I'm okay. I'm good. Like I, not, I'm okay, but like, I, I don't need it as much as I did previously. And so there's just a bunch of different options and a bunch of different things, which is why we must be led by the spirit um, in order to understand which one to choose and when. Nevertheless, I digress. I hope you all have a great rest of your day. And um, hopefully you were encouraged to some degree by something that I said, or hopefully something enlightened uh, your brain today as I was reading aloud from my journal entries. I hope you have a great rest of your day and adios.